Welcome to Your Atomic Potential with host Chris Bell, a show designed for you where life and leadership cross paths, a show where small changes lead to large growth. Are you ready to unleash your atomic potential? Welcome to the next episode of Your Atomic Potential. Uh, if I seem like I'm out of breath, it's because I just finished a workout and had kind of a thought on what to record. It's been on my mind, but being able to spend a couple of minutes and see some things that went on personally, I was able to really come up with a quick version and a quick way to discuss this topic. So let me catch my breath, and I hope you're tuning in and that you found this podcast and the start of it to be useful. And I hope you continue to listen with us and grow with us and bring up some information and topics as we move forward. Today, I want to talk to you about a boss versus a leader. Now, we've probably seen some signs at work, boss versus leader. We've seen it on the internet and we've seen it kind of in our own lives. Every one of us has probably worked for a boss that was a complete asshole. And the reality was, is that person just didn't know how to lead. They didn't have the skills or they weren't sure or they had an ego. There's all kinds of things that can lead to that situation. But most recently, I got to watch this during a construction job. And that construction job took place close to my house. And it was just interesting to watch. Now, the quality of work that came out was amazing once the construction job was complete. But to watch an owner do the majority of the work for four days while he had four other guys working for him, most of the time in which they stood around, was absolutely amazing to me. The amount of inefficiency that took place in that was crazy. The amount of time where people stood around and didn't really actually do any work blew me away. And I tried to think to myself, how could this happen? How could this individual run a successful company, create larger construction jobs, keep themselves busy, and still get the job done? In a bit of a conversation, I found that this person was overextended, behind on jobs, couldn't keep up, and was also having some communication issues with customers due to delays and due to other issues. Now, the leadership part of me wanted to march over and say, man, I've got some tools and some ideas for you. But you can't give people help all the time. They have to want the help and they have to want to have the growth. So first off, you have to ask individuals if that's what they want. And it made me think about this with his employees as I watched them, is that did they want to be more than what they were? That's the number one thing. If you have a bundle of employees and they just show up and work for you, do they want more? Or are they just doing their job, collecting their paycheck and going home? We can think about this in many areas of our life, but let's talk about work and let's talk about this construction job. This individual drove the motorized equipment and the equipment for the removal of the product that they removed. Then they were the main person in the building process and his laborers, they did complete some labor. There's no two ways about it. But I thought to myself for a minute, what would it look like for this overextended, super busy person who's working 14 hours a day to spend some time and create some autonomy in his guise? You see, I don't think that when we're stuck in that situation, we have the ability to step back and think about the big picture or the long-term picture. And that really is the key. What is your long-term vision of what you expect to do? Again, I say work, I say home, 
I can think of many situations. Let's talk about home for a minute, as I sort of articulate and go off on a tangent. When my son was about five or six years old, we used to have to pick him up from school and put a seatbelt on, spend all his time getting everything organized in the back seat before we could drive home. And it was frustrating to me that a almost six-year-old couldn't do up their seatbelt. Maybe five-year-old. I could be off. But it was a struggle. I just didn't understand it. And then I'd realized that as the leader in the vehicle, I hadn't spent the time to create autonomy. And autonomy was as simple as letting him try and fail a few times, because that's a key. It really is. We can show people, we can tell people, but people have to try their own means and methods based on the information we provide them. We give them a set of guardrails that they can bounce off of on either side, and we have to allow them to make mistakes and allow them the time to do that. So I remember having that time the next day, creating that space and that margin, and sitting with my stepson in the back seat. Sorry, I hate to use the word te- the term stepson, but um, sitting with him in the back seat for about 18 minutes while he attempted to put his seatbelt on. It was frustrating. He got angry. He got mad. He didn't enjoy one bit of it until he clicked the seatbelt in himself. And then his eyes lit up and it was success. And I thought, great, together we've conquered this. I stayed calm through those 18 minutes. I tried to be his voice of reason while he was frustrated because we all want instant gratification. That's really the world we live in nowadays. Let's be honest. So you'd think with that being done that the next day you pick him up from school and this would be a non-issue. He'd get in and just click the seatbelt and off we go. It wasn't the case. The minute we got in the vehicle, he asked for help. Well, wait a minute, buddy. We kind of went through this yesterday and we spent some time. What I realized is it took several more days of this to change the habit and the mindset that was already generated in him as an individual. And that's the difficult part when we're leaders. When we think of the individual in the construction company, how can he create margin to create autonomy in his guys and give them the freedom to do more jobs and take on more? Number one is he needs to ask, do they want to do more than they're doing? Because if they don't, then that's probably not the right person for the job. If you've got an employee like that, then you've really got to stop and think about, is this employee just meeting the minimum or are they part of your big-term vision? If they're part of your big-term vision and your big-term plan, then they're going to have to want to grow with you if you're in a growth pattern. They're going to have to want more and want to take on more. And I think that a lot of people do. We just don't know how to give it to them and they don't know how to receive it. But that's step one. Step one, figure out if the individual that you're working with wants to take on more. If they do, then you can start creating autonomy with them so they can take off some of your jobs and some of your task load that you're just managing because you know how to do it best. That's really what we got caught in. I can produce a superior quality product that I don't have to worry about any complications or any hiccups along the line. And you can see that with the construction individual. The product that he finished building in the end is amazing. But the stress and the overwhelming anxiety you could see in him from being overextended and working 13 to 15 hours a day over the course of several days and being behind on jobs is a lack of creating autonomy and building other people who can do some of those other jobs. So look around you right now, in your home, in your work, where can you pass a job off? As a parent to your child, 
Are you doing too much for them? Is that because you're not taking the time to lead them through the painful part and it's really easy to say, I'll just do it myself? The problem is when you say, I'll just do it myself, is you're going to keep doing it yourself forever. So create some space, take some time now, think about the long game as a leader in your role. And if you can build other individuals up, share your knowledge, share your information, allow them to make mistakes and help guide them along those mistakes, you're going to create space for yourself to do bigger and better things. You're going to create space for yourself to do bigger and better things. That doesn't mean you don't need to sit down and create a clear vision, clear expectations, some boundaries, and create clarity for those individuals that work for you and with you, that if they kind of mess some stuff up along the way, they need to contact you immediately. But your job isn't to fix it. Your job is to ask questions and guide them through fixing it so that the next time they do it, they'll be able to put their seatbelt on themselves. That's the big key. It's really easy when you think back and my son couldn't get the seatbelt on the next day because he went right straight to asking for help. Their mindset has to change too. And you have to give them time for that neuroplasticity to kick in. They're going to, or we are going to as humans, fall to our habits, fall to our weakest process. And until we improve our process and make it a little bit better, we're going to fail to that every single time. So that's your job as leaders to help them move their process to the next level, allow them to make some mistakes that are reasonable, bring them along with those mistakes and create clarity and allow them to correct the mistakes. As long as you continue to correct mistakes, you're going to correct them forever. And then you're going to be frustrated at employees or frustrated at your children or frustrated at your partner or spouse but you have to allow it to happen. How do I know this? It happens in our house. Think about it with husbands and wives. I'm actually watching a lot of social media lately and the amount of people I see on TikTok who are folding towels in three because it's something that excites their wife on TikTok is amazing. It's crazy to see that. And it's kind of funny when you think about it. It's funny because all the women responding are, yes, this is amazing. Look at this guy. He knows how to fold a towel in three. But here's my challenge to the women who might listen to this podcast. What's the correct way to fold a towel? I'll wait. There really isn't a correct way. To me, the correct way is something that isn't rolled up in a ball in a basket. My way versus your way isn't a correct way. You may have a preferred way or a preferred method. But if you don't want to fold towels anymore and you want your spouse or someone else to pick the other job up, you kind of have to look at the end goal. And did they achieve the end goal? And if they did it their way versus your way, is that okay? If they did it their way and they got it 90% right, is that good enough so that you didn't have to take on the burden? Think about that for a minute. I think most of us can get frustrated when people don't do things the way we would do them. I have put this burden on my children many times. These are my expectations based on how I would do things. That's something I've really learned in the last couple of years is how to drop my expectations of how that gets completed and keep the end game and the end goal in mind. Because what I'm doing is creating autonomy in my own children to lead themselves and work myself out of a job. At the end of the day, I don't want my kids to need me all the time. I want them to want me. I think the same thing for people I've worked with who've been on my team, who are direct team members, indirect team members. 
I want to work with them and build them and mentor them to get them to the point where they're a better individual who will help support me with bigger jobs and bigger projects in the future. And that's important. And it's important to let them make mistakes and just guide them and ask them how to fix their own mistake as they go along. Because if we create an environment where people are not allowed to make mistakes, what we create is an environment where we have to do the work all the time. And that's not okay. So my challenge to you is what are you going to do in the next couple of weeks to create autonomy in some of the people around you and pick one or two tasks that you want to get off your plate that bother you. I don't care if that's cleaning the cat litter box at home. I don't care if it's a monotonous piece of work you have to do at work like a report every week that's due into a boss or every month that's due in. Think about that for a minute. I don't care if it's something that you do with your spouse. You can see these tiny little atomic changes can add up to big atomic growth. And they add up to something large when you invest the time, the effort, and you wait for the results. Don't be so results-driven that you need to see the result today or tomorrow. That result may come a month from now, and that result is compounding interest. It will add up time and time again. Remember, as humans, we kind of fail to our weakest system or our weakest process that we have in place. So when we're firing on all eight cylinders and life is great, it can look like we're pumping out all kinds of work, we're doing awesome, we're doing amazing things. But when we're having rough days, we fail to our weakest system that we have in place. So what's your weakest system that you have in place? And what's your strongest system you have in place? How do you gap them? How do you ask others for help? How do you reach out to people when you need it? Take the challenge on, let me know how it works. Give me feedback. You can find me at youratomicpotential.com. Schedule an appointment for one-on-one coaching if that's what you need. Or actually just schedule an appointment and we can sit down and talk about some of these things and see how they're happening for you and what changes you're making and what your accomplishments are. Hey, maybe you're already miles ahead of me on this type of stuff and you'd like to sit down and talk to me about where I've been and what I've gone through and where I am today and what tips you might have for me. I'm accepting of that. So again, thanks for tuning in this podcast. If you found value in it, please share it with others. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple iTunes. We're on Anchor. We're on Pocket Casts. You can find us on many platforms. We'll continue to grow this podcast. We'll keep it simple. We'll keep it quick. And I thank you for your time. I hope everybody has an atomic day and you make the best of it and blow something up.